Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Hey guys, good to be back. I was off for last week, had a family holiday, which was (laughs) pretty disastrous with everybody being sick and the weather being warning level bad, but still really good to hang out with family. So before we get into today, I just really want to ask you a favor to please give this podcast a review, to share it with your friends or your colleagues, to share it on LinkedIn. And the reason for that is this is not a podcast that earns money. It's really just a passion of mine. And in order for me to keep doing this, I really just want to make sure that it's reaching enough people to really make a difference. So we've got a decent following already, but I'd really appreciate it if you spread the word, spread the love, share it with friends, colleagues, do whatever you can to to get the word out there if you find this valuable. So with that said, let's get into today's episode. Today, I want to talk about three things that you need to be able to do and focus on as a small business founder. And I'd go as far as to say maybe even a senior leader within a small business, but definitely as the founder or the CEO or or, or the leader of the business. And the first one is set the vision and bring people along with you. So what do I mean by this? Assembling people around a cause is, is difficult. And it's especially difficult if you're not doing it around some very deep and passionate cause. So if you're running a not for profit or that kind of an institution, it's a lot easier to get people to rally around a purpose. But if you're running, like we were running, a services business, it's actually very difficult to set a compelling vision and to get people to rally around a purpose because there just isn't this extremely deep and meaningful purpose. So you've got to create the reason that people are staying at your business and not going to a competitor or going somewhere else. And this is an ongoing piece of work. So to set the vision, you know, there's many ways to, to talk about this, but but I often talk about the core, which is your North Star. I've spoken about this a lot, sort of the destination that everything is rallying around, You know, your, your purpose, where you are headed, unlikely to get there, but constantly striving to achieve that thing. And that needs to be compelling and it needs to actually mean something to the people that you want in your business. You need to cascade that all the way down to an essential intent, which is, we can think about that as, as a sort of a mission, a shorter term target that we're absolutely focusing around that helps us to make many, many decisions in the moment because we've spent the time making this one decision of where we headed in the the shorter term, let's say one year, two years, three years out. 
And then you need to bring that into focus into, into OKRs, which I've spoken about before. But the point is you need to set this vision. You need to be clear and concise, and it needs to be compelling where this business is going, where this group of people, why we're rallying around this cause and why it's a worthy cause. And once that's set, you need to be banging that drum all the time. There needs to be a lot of repetition. It needs to be repeated at your weekly stand-ups, your, your one-on-one catch-ups, your company-wide stand-ups. You need to be repeating this all the time. And it often feels quite awkward, but you would have heard it a million times, but the people in your business might not have heard it a million times. And, and the way that we that, that we bring this into the business is initially by just repeating, 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 and questioning and asking people to repeat it and ask it if they ask people if they know what it is. And this vision gives people a sense of purpose, which, you know, Daniel Pink's book, Drive, is one of the three important things for intrinsic motivation. He speaks about autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And, and the purpose part of this is it's quite simple, but it's quite difficult. It's it's making people feel that they are part of something bigger than themselves. So that's the first one is you need to set the vision. You need to spend the time doing the work to be clear on where you're taking the business. You need to do this with your leadership team, with your business. This shouldn't be something that you go off into a cave and come back and say, this is where we're going. You need to co-create this. And then your job is to make sure that you're bringing people along with you. That is a critically important part of being a leader in a small business at least and something that requires continual almost day in and day out effort right so that's one the second one is as a friend of mine who i had on 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 the podcast a long time ago said make sure you're never the smartest person in the room so if i think about my role at nona (laughs) that was definitely the case i worked with some of the smartest people that i've ever met and it's a critically important thing. And, and, and what, what do we mean by this? What we mean by this is we need to make sure that we are bringing people along with us that are better than us at at least one thing. So I remember in the early days of Nona, we sort of had a, a rule or an objective that every single person that we hire needs to be the best in the business at one thing. It gets difficult when you get past, I don't know what the number is, maybe 10, 15 people. But it's a great way to start your hiring is that every single person you hire needs to be the best at one thing. And if we take it onto a leadership team, it's absolutely important that we just drop our egos as the leader and we are not only willing to not know everything, but actively lead into having smarter people than us or people that are better subject matter experts in a certain domain than us so that the collective knowledge and the collective experience is considerably more than it would be if we didn't have them. Now, this might sound obvious, but I see this quite often where ego gets in the way and the leader of the business or the founder of the business wants to know everything, wants to have all the answers, wants to be the person that everybody comes to to get direction. And that's purely ego-driven. It doesn't scale. It's not how you build the best teams. It's not how you build amazing businesses. So the first one is set the vision, bring people along with you. The second one is make sure you're never the smartest person in the room. Assemble the smartest people that you can and Focus on your role, which is leading them towards the vision that you've set, but lean into people being smarter, more competent, more experienced than you are in various parts of the business. It's a difficult thing to do often, especially if you've started the business by yourself. But I can speak from experience in a previous business when I didn't do that versus when we did it at Nona. And it's just, it's a completely different experience that yields much, much, much better results. Then the third thing is, 
holding people accountable in their roles. And this is a difficult one. And to be honest, it's actually something I've struggled with over the years is, is how to hold people accountable without micromanaging them. You know, back to our previous point, if you're hiring incredibly smart people that know more than you about the thing that you're hiring them for and are smarter than you and have got more subject matter expertise, then get out of their way, right? But, and Jim Collins is, is famously quoted for saying, you know, hire the smartest people you can and then get out of their way. But there is this element that's sort of not spoken about there, which is getting out of people's way is important, but holding people accountable is equally important. So how do we do this? So the best way that I've found to do this is through OKRs. I'm not going to give you a masterclass on OKRs now, but the bottom line is as the leader, you need to make sure that very, very clear objectives are being set for every individual, at least on your leadership team. And then you need to build in the key results as to how we're going to measure whether or not those objectives are being done or not. And you're not doing this from a micromanagement perspective. In fact, those OKRs should predominantly be set by the individual. So, so bottom up rather than top down. You're just there to make sure that they're on the right track, coaching them through whether or not they're the right ones. And then the way that I've found best to hold people accountable for these things is to create a very strong meeting rhythm and meeting cadence, which centers around these OKRs. So I'm talking at the leadership level now, but you could cascade this throughout the business. And by focusing in on the agreements that we have made together in the form of OKRs or goals, whatever you want to call them, we focus in on the thing, not the person. And when I've seen accountability done badly, it very quickly turns into micromanagement when we focus on the person. When we focus on the objectives that we have set together and we're measuring them in an objective fashion with literally a number from one to a hundred in terms of progress, the accountability in my experience rather takes care of itself. So every week we're checking in, how are you going on the OKRs? What's the progress? We have a conversation about it. We generate actionables and accountability in my experience comes through quite quickly. And it also can raise flags because if there's a constant resistance to it and excuses being made, well, you know that there's a bit of a problem. Similarly, in my experience, high performers in business really want to be measured. They want to have a target. They want to have a scorecard. They want to have something that they that they can win. I'll probably do a whole session on leading indicators, but scorecards, OKRs are things that high performers generally really love because it creates a game that is winnable. It creates something that they can say, I'm going to smash this. I'm going to improve on this. So those three things in my experience are certainly not the only things that we need to do as a leader, but if we can get setting a clear and concise and compelling vision right and building in ceremonies, practices, and routines and rhythms around bringing our people along with us along that road to that vision, if we can make sure that we are never the smartest person in the room and assembling smarter, more competent, more experienced people than ourselves – we are on the right track. And then if we can hold the key people in our business accountable and build in a culture of accountability, if we can do those three things, we set a very strong foundation to build a very strong culture and increase the chances that we will attract amazing people into the business and that we will keep amazing people in the business. So I hope that that was helpful to you. And like I said in the beginning, if you found value from this, please do share this on LinkedIn or your socials. That's kind of the payment that I ask for this is, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, get advertisers or sponsors or anything. And really my gauge of success is how many people this is touching and how many people this is helping. So please do share as much as you can and give us a review. Thanks a lot. I'll see you next week. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. 
please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.